Super Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a podcast about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get Grime Town. <laughs> Take me to Grime Town. <laughs> all right, Mama, hop in. Let's go. I'm revving the What's engine. Oh, vroom, vroom. Town. Won't you oh. take me to Grimey Town? Won't you take me to Grimey Town? Hey, fun fact, that song is in Shrek too. Cool, I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> you uh, miss out on one of the greatest cinematic moments in history. But it's cool, it's cool, there's still time. Uh, hey Flora, how's your week going? It's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad, bad energy. This is the worst week. Something terrible and dumb has happened every day. Every single day, I've been like, why am I awake? I want to scream. I want to scream. Today, particularly bad, but also particularly my Friday. However, one of my coworkers is sick, and I feel like I'm getting it. Like, even my voice, I sound like a a crusty man. And I think it's because I'm getting sick. However, the the one good thing that happened was I was, like, sitting... My name and my business, and I got a text message from my coworker, and he's like, I just saw on the news that it's Krispy Kreme Dollar Dozen Donut Day. Oh, <laughs> quadruple D! If you go to Krispy Kreme and you buy a dozen donuts, you get another dozen donuts for a dollar. So where did the entire department go after work? Krispy fucking Kreme. How many oh, donuts yeah, are in my house? Probably like 20 because I think I already ate four. <laughs> I was going to say like at least a dozen. Because, I, like, I bet. That's what I ate for dinner. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's Two the Bud American way. <laughs> like four donuts. It's the most American thing I could think of. Toss some KFC in there and you got it. That's like the 4th of July over here. <laughs> Holy shit. Independence, baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, the rest of the week, terrible, awful, bad. Wish I could erase it from existence. How are you? Right. Um, Pretty good. Great. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get into our favorite segment, which is what are your cats doing? What are you drinking? Okay, cool. I did receive a gift from my parental units. Um, oh. And by me, I mean my cat did. Yes. Uh, they bought my anxiety-ridden cat a cat cave. It's just like a... Oh, that's so perfect for like her. Like a cube. Yeah, she's been in it 24-7 since it has been introduced (laughs) into this home. Get into the solitary cube. Uh, So she is in her cube. Other cat, I locked him outside because I haven't fed him yet. I knew he was going to come in here, bother the cube cat, bother the fuck out of me. So he's out of here. Right, right. Okay, cool. What am I drinking? drinking? Bud Light. Yeah, baby. What about you? Nice. Uh, So I just left a holiday party for my work, and um, you know I was tossing down those red wines because i'm a fancy woman Delicious. but then i came home and i made a hot chocolate and i tossed some vodka in there vodka yeah dude some whipped cream vodka oh i'm gonna have cream vodka the that sweetest dreams yeah oh, it's gonna be real like, nice had just mm-hmm. done like um just straight vodka i don't know why that sounded gross to me in the beginning but it's i'm good I'm yeah good. i'm good i think straight vodka sounds kind of sad but whipped cream vodka sounds like festive and fun so it was whipped cream vodka let's be let's be real here uh but it's real tasty and it's nice and it's cold outside and it's like oh it's just the perfect hot drink uh kitty number one the little one is sleeping next to me and she's really smelly delightful and then kitty number two 
uh, was running around, and he scratched me earlier, and then he vanished. So I don't know where he went, but I think he knows he's in trouble because I've I'm gushing blood. Um, I think he's <laughs> like, gushing. I gotta get out of here. Um, so that's probably smart. But that's it. All's well that ends well in this household. There you go. Um, I will say my week. Um, back to my week really quick, has been uh, kind of all over the place. You know, okay, I feel like you might understand this. You know that feeling you get where, like, all you want to do all day while you're at work is go home and just, like, lounge. And then when you get home, you are so, like, high-strung that you can't actually relax. And there's, like, a million leisure activities that you would like to do, but you don't end up doing any of them because you're so high-strung. And then you just – end up feeling guilty and weird about not doing any of those so you don't actually relax at all so it's yeah, just all kind I of like an pay, endless play me i'm on my phone until i fall asleep on my couch and then i feel like yes. i ruined my entire like yes. time off work yeah that's kind of like been my whole week slash month slash life slash today that Terrible. was a big part of today and it's really frustrating i don't really know how to get out of that hell loop um so if anyone has any suggestions there um that'd be much appreciated but it sucks, right? It sucks. It's yeah. not great because then you just are sort of exhausted and guilty all the time. Yeah, but it's like loading up a video game like seems so exhausting. That's what I'm saying. It's like you got me Pokemon Sword. That's all I've been wanting to play. And instead what I do is just stare at my wall for hours. Yeah, like, and you think about it. Good. You literally think about it all day. Yes. yes. Like all day while I'm at work, I was like, oh, you know what would be great? I could just like go home right now and start playing. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess I'll stare at this. And carpet, like, I on the carpet for five hours. Love reading books. Like I try yes, to read like at too. least fifty a year, and I'm yeah. so far behind this year that my Goodreads was literally like, if you read seven a week at the end to the end of the year, you'll make your goal. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yes, yep. Goodreads. Doesn't sound like it's gonna happen, but I no. love reading, and I'm actually reading a book that I like. It's still that one where the rats like eat everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. on like the third book of this series about rats eating people. And every time I sit down, I read a page and I immediately fall asleep. It's like a good book. It's not even a bad it book. Sucks. I'm just like emotionally and physically gone. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm your a, body gets still and your mind gets still for a moment and it shuts down. Ghoul. I'm a ghoul and I'm just like a fart in the wind and I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, it's so frustrating. I've, I'm in the middle of like six books, all of which I love, and I just can't like – I it'll literally sit next to me and I'll pick it up and – even if that happens, I fall asleep or I just sit there and I'm like, I don't have the energy to do that. Yeah. You know yeah. what it probably is, is like severe mental health issues. And that, <laughs> you know what this sounds like to me? It's probably what that illness. is. <laughs> it's probably exactly what that is. But that's the other thing is like, if I can't even pick up a book, how the heck am I going to address that? Yeah. If you can't so, even get the energy to get your dopamine, what the fuck? Vicious <laughs> the cycle. Fuck? The fuck that's why I eat do? six donuts. Do you think I got right, any right. health from that? No, I'm right. dying. Right, right, All right. right. This has you... been a real bummer. Let's get into the animals. Are you... Well, no, we got a lot of business. Oh, okay. Let's get into the business. Okay. Well, we have shout outs. Mm-hmm. So would you like to do some word association? I would love to do that. Why don't we do... Um, Their favorite like, type ta- of Krispy Kreme donut. I was just going to say type of donut. Yes, we're on the same wavelength. Okay. okay. Sarah J. What about jelly filled, right? <laughs> I guess you just went right for that J, huh? I did. Yeah, that word association. Ashley B. Ooh. I'm thinking she's like, hmm. You know that one that's sort of like twisty and cinnamon, but it's not filled and it's glazed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cinnamon okay, yeah. twist? <laughs> that's it, baby. <laughs> okay, and then this one I'm going to say their whole name because it's not their, like, real name. Okay. Al Legator. 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what about like that blueberry cake donut? I fucking love that's like my that's, that's my favorite. So donut. good. It's a good one because it's like a nice mix of like not too sweet. It's not it doesn't. Okay, here's the thing. If anyone here has never had a Krispy Kreme donut, this isn't an ad for them at all. But this like it should an be. Uh, <laughs> we got full disclosure. Nothing. I paid them eighteen dollars, <laughs> not eighteen, like ten dollars for this donut. In fact, I paid with money and my body. But uh. So, like, their donuts, they're, like, regular glazed, are so delicious, and they literally, like, melt in your mouth. They melt. It's, like, it's kind of like cotton candy, you know? It, like, disintegrates. Yeah. But the cake donuts are the ones that kind of stick with you. So, they've got a little chew to them. They got a bite. Uh, and they just, like, last a little longer. They're a little heartier. But they're, like, they're mm, delicious. so flavorful. It's like a bam, a blueberry. And if Anyways. you live in New England and you love Dunkin' Donuts, I don't give a shit. They're not good. Oh, are you kidding? Krispy Kreme is way better than Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts are like if I tried to make a donut. Yeah. But everybody in New England is fucking bozo bonkers for them. Stupid. Man, oh man. Yeah. The best donuts, though, are those like, those local shops, you know, where they put their heart and soul into them. No, those fuck that. Krispy Kreme. Okay, Corporation. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, we have to give Alligator, though, like another shout out because they sent okay. us a Christmas card in the mail. Yeah, I forgot to send you the picture I got of it. Um, but like a beautiful, like it was like a Nat Geo fucking zebra Aww. Christmas card. What? I know it was That's like so the nice. most, just like amazingly, not like I mean I was gonna say like intimate, not like intimate in like a mm. weird sense, but like right, intimate right. and just like filled with podcasts, like inside jokes and just like yeah, incredible. like pure friend loving podcast intimacy i know i loved it so thank you so much alligator we love mail that's um, super nice thank you guys so super nice if you we guys have... are interested in sending us anything in our p.o box uh, we have all that information up on our social yeah you can find out on the website just go to oh, yeah. keeperchatpodcast.com and scroll down to the bottom yeah 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 don't send anything weird but you can send stuff if you want please send something weird <laughs> uh let's put a qualifier on weird Anything less Anything. weird than an eyeball is fine. What? Do you know how cool that would be? What? Like a glass eye? No, 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 no. I mean a real eye. That's fine. Also. Okay. Well, nothing illegal, but like if, if we're in the realm of like legality, then I say everything goes. <laughs> Send your fucking eyes here, folks. Wondering what to do with all those eyes you got rolling around in that junk drawer. <laughs> Send them here. Yeah. Why if not? You, if you bought that like at the store, then we're solid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If everything's above board, send it our way. If okay. it's your eye, maybe think about keeping it. Can we also do a shout out for those, like, lovely people that sent us that message? I mean, that was next, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm also dedicating this whole episode yes. to two people, Jacob and Jeremy. Yeah. Just send us, like, the nicest email. Um, we love you. We love our fans. We love hearing from our fans. And I'm going to dedicate this whole really sad episode to both of you. <laughs> I hope you love it. Love you both unconditionally. And I will kill for you. So just like let us know. Uh, so let us know where. what you need. When and where you're going to need our services. <laughs> and we'll be yes. fucking there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Flora and I read that email. And I'm not exaggerating when I said that we both like cried. It was so nice. It was just filled with like the nicest things if anyone out there wants to send us nice messages you're welcome to do so we always read them yeah. and we always respond to them even if it takes a while 
Um, but you can do that on any of our social media as well. But it was so <laughs> It was much needed. Yeah, it was like the one good thing of this whole fucking week. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, right time um, with this dumb fucking thing. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, this week, the patrons were just like all up on my jock. Um, we're doing the Sumatran Rhino. Okay. And specifically the Sumatran Rhino, there's so much shit about rhinos, and there's only fucking yes. five of them. So, like, you'd think you could just do it in one. I can't. I'm not. I'm not even going to try. This is just the Sumatran. Don't fucking ask me about a black rhino. Don't ask me about a white rhino. Don't mm-hmm. ask me about Java rhinos. Don't ask me about anything if it's not a Sumatran rhino. Okay? Okay? Okay. Okay. Is it? No. Okay. I don't know anything about a Sumatran rhino except that it's a rhino. Yeah. And it's from Sumatra, yes. presumably. Yes. Okay, cool. That's all I have written down. So <laughs> Very good. Uh, join That's us it. next week. <laughs> That's a wrap, baby. Peace out, clowns. Uh, yeah, this is the Sumatran rhino. Okay. Um, so let's just dig in. This is an animal. Yeah. This is a chordate. This is a mammal. This is in the order Parasodactyla, which are That's our an odd. Ungulate. Those are odd toes. All right. Odd-toed it's been a ungulates. while since we hit up an odd toed ungulate. And then we're in the family Rhinocerotidae, yeah, which includes all the five extant or living species of rhinoceros. Okay. This is the genus Dysorhinus, uh-huh. which is the which is just the Sumatran. Okay, they're their own genus. Wow. Yeah, and then the species Sumatrensis. So of course there was like, yeah, they're the only living thing left in their genus. Mm-hmm. So they're referred to as the Sumatran rhino, but also the hairy rhinoceros or the Asian two-toed. I'm sorry. I can't fucking read. The Asian horned rhino, also known as. Mm, okay. I've never, I just, I've always heard of Sumatran. Yeah, I hadn't heard that, but uh, I believe you. I so believe you. So the term rhinoceros means nose horned, which is on track. It's on the nose. Great. It's good and great. Thank you. And yeah, so this is one of the five living species. Mm-hmm. Two of those species are found in Africa. Those would be the white and the black rhinoceros. Oh, okay. And then three are found in southern Asia, which are the Indian rhinoceros, the Javan. Javan? Javan? Javan. Thank you. God. The Javan <laughs> rhinoceros. Javan. And mm-hmm. the Sumatran. So. Southeast can Asia. I, can I say something? The sure. word rhinoceros sounds unreal. <laughs> just fucking say it then. The word rhinoceros sounds unreal. I said it so many times just now that I, I can never yeah, say it again. I felt like I dissociated. <laughs> like I only ever say the word rhino or hear people say rhino. So rhinoceros sounds like a fucking dinosaur. I think if we like say it one more time, one will appear behind me. And maybe it'll be a Sumatran and we can save the species that way. <laughs> maybe it'll gore me to death and my misery will be over. Probably. All right. So the Sumatran... Rhinoceros. <laughs> is, I cannot. I cannot. Is the smallest rhino species. How small it is, is it? <laughs> How small <laughs> is it? Really fucking small. <laughs> this joined us this week on Keeper Chat where we just bastardized Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not only the smallest, but also the most threatened. Oh. He's small. Okay, bummer. And he dying. Blech. Oh, that's me. So description, let's get into how small is he? Well, he's 120 to 145 centimeters or about four to five feet high at the shoulder, which is 
unlike some other animals, the highest part of his body because their heads curve like down from there. So this is like an adult, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So four to five feet. So like we're taller than it. Yes. Which like if you think about we both took care of a white rhino. Yeah. He's fucking big. (laughs) He was bigger than us. This is like not. Basically like a tank. Uh, uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like a fiat. Oh, yeah. This is like a fiat school bus. <laughs> We're going back to our school bus analogy. This is like the front part of the this bus. This is the limited is edition, only 80 left, <laughs> fiat, fiat school bus. Yeah. Rhinoceros edition. I don't know why a fiat school bus would exist. It probably holds the same number of people as a fiat does. Yeah, so just like two. Just with like a big grill. And no seat belts. And a horn? And an aisle. <laughs> and an aisle. <laughs> Love that. Okay. And ooh, and like a big wheel. Just How one. funny would that be? So this is basically a clown car. Just Excellent. one wheel. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, no. That's... I mean like the wheel, not the tire. Oh, like the, the steering, steering wheel. wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also has, but it has to have an odd number of wheels because it's an odd-toed ungulate. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a trike. <laughs> okay. This idiot thing. Is also 250 centimeters long, which is about eight feet. So he is longer than us, but not taller. He's he's like a little, you know, he's like, is a little Fiat bus. He's a little Fiat bus. Okay, good. Good, good. He can weigh about 500 to 800 kilograms, which is about 1,100 to 1,700 pounds. Okay, that's a lot. So weighs a little bit less than us. And also uh, just slightly. <laughs> also just like a little bit exactly what a Fiat we weigh. school yes, bus. Yes, would be. yes, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, We're painting a picture now. Yeah, but they can get up to two thousand kilograms or four thousand four hundred pounds, which is fucking yeah, I, a big range. That's a okay, that's a Fiat bus with like some people in it. That's like the Hummer version of the Fiat bus. Let rich. me say this one thing. For all of you out there trying to guess what we look just like. Just say one thing. Just imagine the Fiat bus that we have described, this beautiful mythical thing that hopefully one day will exist. And then imagine it with eyes and teeth. And that's us, baby. With that's no it. bones because I'm a slug. That's it. I'm bus. I don't need bones. <laughs> Excuse me. There's only room for bus in here. <laughs> all right. Let me just shuffle my notebook a bunch. For some good okay, but ASMR. that's really good because I feel like people love the ASMR factor. Do they? Just, no like, one's ever mentioned a... it. <laughs> <laughs> I but I feel in my bus phones <laughs> that they love it. I did. I do have to also say thank you to everyone who responded to why you enjoy our podcast. We did pose the question on social oh, media. Hell yeah. I think it's very helpful awesome. to kind of like paint the direction of our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You hear a lot in like podcasting and stuff, like people. It's like, what's the number one thing that makes you turn off a podcast? And, like, I would say the vast majority of people say it's the banter at the beginning that they fucking can't stand. Like, they're like, get to the content. And, you know, we shoot the shit a lot, but it just doesn't seem like that, like, turns – I mean, I'm sure it turns, like, a lot of people off, but, like, not our homies, so. Yeah, you guys love it. Thanks for being Uh, our homies. We did have that one bad review that one time when that woman hated our banter. Yeah. Um, and she, you got she, real mad about it. Yeah. But she, well, we're she not was, catering to her. She was real mean about it. She was. She wasn't nice about it at all. Yeah. I think 
I like the fact that a lot of the responses, just reading between the lines, were basically like, because y'all are dumb. And we're like, yep. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, it. I like to de-stress and like turn my brain off at the end of the day and listen to you two <laughs> idiots. <laughs> If I can listen to someone with a lower IQ than me, then that like really it makes helps me feel me out. really like, fucking good. glad to fucking provide, bruh. I know, but that was Anyways. awesome. So thank you guys for responding. Um, okay, yeah. so back to this thing. Yes, the Sumatran rhinoceros. So they also are called the hairy rhino because they do have quite a lot of hair. They have oh, usually... they're the shaggy ones. Yeah, they're the shaggy, okay. the shaggy ones. So they have a coat of reddish brown hair. Um, and it does grow quite long and thick, and it seems to grow more um, in, like, a, an, a zoo setting. Um, one theory being that it just, like, doesn't rub its body on it uh, so much shit. Okay. That seems made up, but that's what it says. Uh, they do also have two horns, which is, um, I guess, like, an identifying feature of a rhinoceros other than its tank body. But um, they're quite small, I would say, in comparison to kind of what I would imagine a rhino horn being. This is like a nubbin. Yeah, it's kind of like aerodynamic, huh? It's not quite like a triceratops. It's like a right. little bleep. Yeah. So they have the nasal horn, um, which is going to be longer than the mm-hmm. posterior horn. The nasal horn can be about 15 to 25 centimeters or about 6 to 10 inches long. But in the photos of them, I never saw one even, like, looking that big. But No, yeah, the ones I'm looking at are, like, kind of so small. Yeah. Um, The longest ever recorded was 81 centimeters, which is 32 inches, which is fucking humongous. (laughs) Holy God. Um, And then it's going to have a posterior horn, which is smaller. Um, and less than 10 centimeters or four inches long. And very okay. often it's just like a knob. It's just like a rounded thing. It's kind of a bump, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And these looks like. are always like dark gray or like blackish um, in coloration. Okay. So the male horn is going to be larger than the females. But other than that. They're not typically known to be sexually dimorphic, so that's not going to be, like, a surefire way to mm. to kind of okay. identify. Yeah. Life expectancy-wise, um... <laughs> Why did you... <laughs> did you send a picture, or is it just text? I sent a picture. Okay, well, my phone doesn't give me the preview of <laughs> the picture. It just gives me a preview <laughs> of the text, and you just sent me, quote... A man's eyes, which was <laughs> disturbing. But then I opened the image and it was more disturbing. Um, right? It kind of looks like a man. Well, there's just something disturbing about it. So, so we'll we'll post these pictures. There's like this baby rhino photo. It looks like Alf and like it a heffalumpagus. Like and also that blobfish. Ew. Yeah. It's just a little bit of all of that, but it's a rhinoceros, which is kind of But he's weird. got the eyes of a man. It's got really scary beady eyes. I don't. Not beady, but like, just like, he doesn't have eyelids. Yeah, it's the eyes of a man. There's no um, eyelids. I don't, men have eyelids. <laughs> not the men that I know. <laughs> oh um. my god! <laughs> I don't know why that was really scary, but like, picturing you like, interacting with just like a man that didn't have eyelids is Ew. the scariest thing I can think about right now. You're disturbing oh, it's like those, me. It's like those like, writing prompts. It's like, uh, tell it. A- 
tell a horror story in like six in words. two senses. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Anyways. He was um, just the same as all the other men. He didn't have any eyelids. <laughs> no fucking eyelids, baby. Look, always watching. Um, please tell me more about the shaggy rhino. Okay, so life expectancy in the wild is going to be about 30 to 45 years. Okay. Uh, and, you know, captive populations, there's just like a whole bunch of shit going on, um, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about at the very end. But the longest recorded in a zoo setting was a female that lived 32 years and eight months. And that was in okay. fucking 1900. And that seems outrageous what? to me. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, but I guess all the other ones just like die a whole lot. So we'll talk about that at the end. And then I think that was 120 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because it should feel like it's only 100 years ago. <laughs> well, it should feel like we like we like did better at some point, And it like never did get better. That, and I'm also grappling with the fact that like, 2020 is upon us 2020 but both yeah. those things are really disturbing yeah okay so skin it does have like the kind of like that armor plating that is like common in yes. rhinoceroses it looks like a suit of armor and like the, the rhinoceri pieces like fit together they overlap yeah so they do have yeah. two um significant two significant and then like one smaller skin fold um that they encircle the entire body one is behind the front legs and then one is right before the hind legs. Mm-hmm. And then they have a smaller one around their neck. It looks cool. Whatever it is. It's skin. <laughs> so, okay. So, it's it's literally... Not- <laughs> I literally just told you what Whoa! it was. Whatever that is, I guess it's fucking... Yeah, I just fucking... <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. I just fucking told um, you. So, it's literally... Okay. So, it's literally just a skin fold, and then so the skin just, like, divots down, so it looks like it's, like, segmented, but it's not. It's just, like, a big, like, lump. Is that right? Yes. There's, I don't think there's, like, a crease there. Wow. Like, I think you could that stick your finger in it. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. Yeah. I can't remember how our white rhino. It's just, they like, that. all one skin. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, The skin, however, I guess, like, people always think, like, that they have such thick skin, right? But they don't. Oh, just have like, like don't insult them. They just have hard skin, I guess. So their oh. skin is only about ten to sixteen millimeters thick, which is about point four to point six inches. Okay. And human skin is point five. Wow. Millimeters. Yeah, not not much at all. No. So it's just like hard as a rock, but it doesn't like go deep into them. Mm-hmm. which makes sense like why would you want just like a bunch oh. of skin yeah no one needs a lot of skin i don't or maybe they do <laughs> Fucking knows. i wouldn't know <laughs> basically just a meat bag so on the calves that's when they're going to be the hairiest which is mm-hmm. what that disturbing photo that you sent me um shows oh my god i thought you were talking about their legs i did not put together calves I was like, wow, yeah, like their lower leg, that's fucking weird. Oh my god, now no. they like give birth to these things. Like the babies. Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I was like, wow, what are the odds? Like, Such why? Such a specific, I and like, why would, I would be like, their yeah. lower leg. I wouldn't use like <laughs> that scientific word for, <laughs> right? Cat. Fucking bell bottoms on these bad boys. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, 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 babies. Yeah, yeah. So the babies are born very, very hairy, but it gets okay. a little bit scarcer as they get older. Um... 
And it is, like I said, like it, they think it grows more in captivity, but they also think it's just harder to see because in the wild, they're just like 99.99999% of the time just like covered in mud. Oh, yeah. They're just like always mud. Hell yeah. And the hair is actual, actually like a helpful adaptation to like keep, like it's more surface area for the mud to stick to. So it helps keep them muddy. It doesn't like wash off as easy. Oh, um, so that's the goal. Because like to be muddy. They fucking love mud. They also have oh, yeah. a patch of longer hair, which is around their ears, and they do have a thick clump of hair at the base of their tail, into their tail. Hmm. Hmm. Protect the good bits. Uh, they do have poor vision, which all rhino species have. So mm-hmm. probably because they have the transplanted eyes of a human. <laughs> yeah, probably because they don't have any fucking eyelids to blink and like. Doesn't work their very well. Yeah, it's disturbing. They also, it said, are very fast and agile and good at traversing steep slopes. Remains to be seen. Oh. Remains I wouldn't guess to that. be seen. They seem like pretty chonky. I wouldn't guess that a chonky guy would be very good at that. Right. But what do I know? Nothing. I don't really. know anything. I just know what I read. And I yep. can't read. <laughs> oh, shit. So fucking nothing. So I just made this up. <laughs> <laughs> so habitat-wise... Um, obviously they did have once upon a time, like a really spread out habitat. Uh, they lived in the rainforest, swamps, and cloud forests in India, Ooh. Bangladesh, Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, China. Um, but now there's really, they're not any in any of those places. <laughs> so mm-hmm. right now there's only five substantial populations of Sumatran rhinos. Four are found in Sumatra. Mm-hmm. Which is an island of Western Indonesia. Indonesia, <laughs> baby. Call back. I, know, I had to say. And then mm-hmm. one is in Borneo, which is apparently the third third largest island in the whole world. Didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, wait, so you said the Sum- that's all the Sumatran right now? Yeah. Why is there one in Borneo then? Because that's where he lives. Yeah, but... That's an island, baby. Like, that'd be a Bornean rhino, right? There's no Bornean rhino, though. Hmm. <laughs> Sumatra Suspish. is also an How island. He... <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, it's aptly named, then, that it'd be the Sumatran rhino. How'd that bad boy get over to the other island? Well, it was used to be in Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, China, India. Like, how'd it get to any of those fucking places? Yeah, Darwin, like, right, but, like, hit add rhino <laughs> on the computer and, like, it said place them. And he drug and dropped. Damn. It's not fucking Daddy rocket D. science. He's got an app. <laughs> Daddy D works in mysterious ways. Okay, well, I've, I'll never understand it, but I believe him. So the populations, the ones in Borneo and the ones in Sumatra, are actually distinct enough that uh, ill-advised to crossbreed them. So Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. But they're not a different Damn species. It. Hmm. They're... But you don't want to crossbreed them. No. Hmm. Okay. So they live in both the lowland and the highland secondary rainforests, swamps, and again, the cloud forests. And they are usually in like hilly areas, which are close to water. Um, the crazy part is they're so fucking wi- widely spread. Um, that's some like these little populations, like sometimes we're just like one or two of them, like in an area. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really hard to actually, like, protect them as a population yeah. because they're so spread out. Um, 
In the 1980s, there was estimated to be about 500 in Sumatra's largest national park, um, but all of those are dead. Oh. So behavior, very solitary. Obviously, they're living on their own. They're not, like, finding mm-hmm. each other at all. Um, but when they do, if they did come together, they would pair up before mating and during offspring rearing as well. They're going to oh. have, like, their own home range that they're, like, going to dick around in. If they're a male, it's going to be quite large. So it's going to be about 50 kilometers or 50, I'm sorry, 50 square kilometers or about 19 square miles. Mm-hmm. But if they're a female, it's going to be around like 10 to 15 kilometers squared. Why do I say it like that? 10 to 15 square kilometers or four to six square miles. So okay. they have a much smaller like area that they're moving in but the males um because it is a large area sometimes they do overlap whereas like the females you're not really gonna like overlap with another female um Mm -hmm. and there's never been any evidence of any fighting to defend that territory at all um Hmm. but i mean they are like there's only like five of them left so i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah they kind of look at each other they're like "Mm, this bigger than us well like kind of hard to observe anything either because you can't even find them Right. But you do find markings, uh, and they will mark their territory even if they're not fighting. So they'll scrape soil with their feet. They'll just, like, grab a sapling with their mouth and just, like, bend it into distinct patterns, it said. (laughs) Mm, Yes, the classic sapling bend. (laughs) So he's just, like, making weird, like, bush art or something. To me, like, the first thing that came to mind was, like, the Blair Witch. They're just, like, making little, like, <laughs> just stick figures. a fucking pentagram out of that sapling. <laughs> I think we gotta get out of here. I think it's just space. Oh, shit, man. There must be a rhino nearby. You see this? Holy shit. This place is fucking haunted. This guy made this branch to a question mark. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, they also will shit everywhere. Duh. To mark their territory. Hell yeah. That's, you know what? That's some big dick energy. That's a big... Horny energy. Ooh. So they're more, most active at, around dawn and dusk when they're kind of up and about for eating. Mm-hmm. During the day, they're going to be wallowing in mud. It's just like you know, that's mud wallow time all the time. If you replace mud with like misery. Just misery wallowing. Because I'm pretty active at like close to dawn and dusk. That's mm. when I feed. Mm. And then throughout the day, I just wallow. And then at night, I sleep. Yeah. And then so, you shit around constantly. your bed to mark your territory. <laughs> exactly. And then I just like, like, if anybody knows you, they know stick like, figures. That's something you do for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Pretty identifiable. <laughs> they do move around a little bit in the rainy season. They they might move to like higher elevations, but in the cooler months, they'll move back down to like those lower kind of areas. So I mean, they are mm-hmm. they are changing elevation quite a bit. So the they do have to be a little bit more agile, which help is helpful in their smaller size. Mm-hmm. So if a mud hole uh, is unavailable, they can create one with science Hell yeah. in their feet. So they're going to like dig around yeah. and make like make a puddle that they find just like deeper by just like using their horn and their feet and like anything they can to like make this wallow. Um, because it is important to help regulate their own body temperature, but it's also mm-hmm. a great protective measure against insects and any kind of like ectoparasite that wants to like creepy crawl and bite on them and hang on to them hell yeah that's smart in the wild they did measure and found that um 
they would wallow between 80 and 300 minutes a day. And it wow. averaged out to 166 minutes and wallows a day. Wow. I mean, that's like pretty significant wallow time. That's like, um, that's like Titanic. We watched the length of Titanic in the mud. Oh, I was like, how is that Titanic? But you mean like the movie? <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> the the cinematic masterpiece by James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would eat like this big, just like solitary tank? Like nothing. So they don't really have yeah. any predators other than us mm-hmm. that are going to be seeking them out. Of course, a small, like, juvenile rhinoceros would be susceptible Mm -hmm. to maybe, like, a tiger or, like, a pack Mm -hmm. of wild dogs. Um, But the fact that they're so closely, like, watched by their mom, like, that rarely ever happens. So the frequency of it exactly is unknown, um, but, like, really doubtful that that's, like, a a main concern for them at all. How fucked up is it that, like, we're basically their only predator and we are the ones that have driven them to, like extinction and they're like gonna die yeah yeah that's really horrible wow good job us yeah. per use and their their ranges will overlap with things that you would seemingly think would compete with them but don't just because of their like specific needs so they would mm-hmm. overlap with like elephants and tapers um oh yeah but they actually live like pretty harmoniously with them and have even been known to share trails with elephants so they do have like a system of trails. This is very, this is very Blair Witchy. I'm getting way more Blair Witch vibes since you pointed it that's out. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Um, and they'll make these like really important trails that they use to get around, and they'll pass them down through the generations. Like multiple rhinos will use the same, um, trail. Trash. It was so trash. Which doesn't make any sense. And then I tried to say anything and I couldn't I couldn't say anything. I just had like a very I think I just had sleep paralysis while I was awake and talking mid sentence. Oh, very player witch of you. I'm cursed. Wowza. Um yeah, that's a big bummer too, because like everything you're telling me from here on out is basically like how harmoniously they live with other animals and like they're basically <laughs> how, like, like super gentle. Their whole like, existences and how we Yeah, and, like nothing hunts them and stuff and like basically we're just eradicating them. So like wow, yeah, good job everyone. Yeah. So these trails that they pass down from generation to generation will go through like specific important feeding areas or might be like to and from a salt lick to like a safe place. They mm-hmm. also found some of these trails that cross just, like, a whole-ass river. Some deeper than, uh-huh. like, uh, one and a half meters or five feet. And some Oof. of them were even 50 meters or 160 feet across. So they are quite strong swimmers um, and can, mm-hmm. like, get around in, in river beds as well. Yeah, pretty buoyant, huh? Yeah. So diet-wise, nice. he is mainly a folivore, meaning that he's going to eat the majority of just, like, leaves. Different kinds of yeah. leaves, different... A leafy boy. Saplings, twigs, and shoots. Mm, delicious. Just like vegetarian. Mm-hmm. With a hard V. They can consume up to 50 kilograms or 110 pounds of material a day. Wow. it's a lot. Yeah. And using their poop, uh, as scientists love to do... They found mm. over a hundred different like types of food species, so they're pretty. Oh shit! Um, pretty diverse. Yeah, like flexible. Definitely not like a panda or a koala. Huh. 
Yeah, right. Like, they're like, oh, is it green? I'll eat it. Watch out. So they do find a little sapling. Usually they'll, like, if it's, you know, like, taller than them. I mean, their head is, like, near the ground, even though they're five feet tall. They'll push it over, and then they'll just step on it, and then they'll, like, chew the leaves off of it. It's a good method. Yeah. It seems really efficient. Just stomp yeah. on it. Just just a soft thump on it. Um, And their diet, because it is mainly leaves, is really high in fiber um, mm-hmm. and moderately in protein. But they do have to supplement with salt licks. And mm. um, they're going to, like, suck on some small hot springs, um, any kind of, like, seepage of salty water or a mud volcano. All of those words were fun. <laughs> but I did realize when writing this that seepages is like top five like words that i like i hate it so much that i like it and like i feel like i should try to use it more seepage yeah seepages or just like yeah seepage yeah it's um it's like how often do you think you use the word seepage you know what it's one of those words that like conjures up like an an act like an active like visual right. in my mind it's not just like a static word it's like i see something seeping when i think right, about right, that right, right. like Ugh. um yeah it's pretty badass on a side note the salt licks um you and i both work with hoofstock at one point um how crazy were those things anyone who doesn't work in zoos uh a salt lake is just like it's exactly what it sounds like it's like a big mineral salty block thing and they come in various forms and yeah. shapes and whatever. And they weigh, like, the sizable ones weigh approximately 75.9 trillion pounds. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like it's the like ones the that you and I had. fucking thing. It's like, okay, it's like the size of, like... A toaster. An old school... Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I was going to say, like, a little, like, mini TV, but that works even better. Um... But it's approximately 50 times heavier than that. Like, it literally weighs, like, 50 pounds. So you just carry this thing around, and you have to, like, generally hoist it above your head into, like, some sort of trough. Because they make, like, Um, brick-sized ones, but, like, any animal – like, that's for, like, a fucking just, like, diker. I don't even know what would use that. Clips ringer? Yeah. I don't even know if they use that. But, like, yeah, any kind of, like, significantly sized, like a giraffe or, like, a zebra Mm -hmm. or a rhino, they eat the toaster-sized ones, and it's just, like – it it's like it feels like it's a joke how heavy it, <laughs> it is does. like someone's playing a prank on it you does. like go pick up that square and you're like okay and hoist it over your head it's made of salt and, and then you're, you're like, just oh, like damn it what the there's the densest thing on earth <laughs> it honestly is it's so fucking stupid but i just remember having to haul those motherfuckers around fucking and like, miserable man and then at the same time, like, once it's up there, the animals come over and they just, like, wrap their nasty tongues around it. And you're like, well, that was your disgusting that giraffe thing. because they can't keep their tongues off anything. That's so true. <laughs> disgusting. That's so true. Oh. Um, but yeah, if you see, like, yeah, a, just like, I mean, I think they're ooh. usually just, like, the brick-colored ones, right? So if you see... Um, yeah, it's like a red brick kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and, like, a hoofstock or ungulate habitat, some kind of weird... Mm-hmm reddish brown block that's a salt lick and if there's like probably a tongue groove just like shorn yep. out of it from the amount of times that they're just <laughs> over there slurping it's definitely mm-hmm. a salt lick and just know that it weighs ninety nine thousand pounds and just know that the person who hoisted it in there is like they tie a small <laughs> and so yeah it's probably like a small woman yeah. who did that so like props to her man fuck fuck is right i just god 
when you were talking about Salt Lake, I was like, man, I still, I can feel that exact like strain in my muscles (laughs) trying to hold this motherfucking Salt Lake and hoist it into a trough 10 feet in the air. Awful. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, So these Salt Lakes are important for like nutrition wise, but also um, they're great places for males to visit and sniff around and see if they can pick up any signs of like a female in estrus. Fuck yeah. It's like a water cooler. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Any of these it's girls? just like that Any water cooler that you have at work where the guys come and they sniff your fucking urine to see if you're an estrus. It's just <laughs> like that. Just fucking like that. And they do that weird thing with their lips when they find out who you are. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. And then they have their <laughs> lidless eyes wide open and stare at you from <laughs> across the room. That's romance, baby. And then they find a twig. Shape it into a pentagram and fucking flick it at you. <laughs> oh my god! Like, uh, like desk football style. There's bink, and then you know right you. that you've been chosen. Yeah, and then you get that like butterfly in the tummy feeling. And then a couple months later, you give birth to a, a hairy lidless. And by a couple months, you mean like two years, right? No. Because they have, like, a long gestation, right? Uh, theirs is shorter than I thought. It's 15 to 16 months. Okay, well, that's still a real long time. That's a couple of months. Anyway, anyway, okay, you're skipping <laughs> ahead. Anyway. So, um, the Sumatran, like I said, it's the smallest rhino. It's the hairiest rhino. And it's also the most vocal of the rhino species, which you and I have both worked with rhinos, and th- uh, they're pretty noisy, actually. You wouldn't think it, they would yeah. be, but they are. So the Sumatran is almost constantly vocalizing, and it does have three <laughs> distinct noises, which are pretty fun. There's whistle blows, wails, and eeps. 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 That's what my cat does when she wants dinner. So eeps are the most common, and they're short, just like one second long, like little eeps. I don't know how else to tell you. No, yeah, you explained it already. Whales would be sounds that sound like a humpback whale. This is the one that's like the most like song-like because it's kind of like extended about four to seven Mm -hmm. seconds. And that would be the second most common. And then their loudest and like least kind of used would be the whistle blow. And that's going to be like their long-reaching, like screaming, like where the fuck are you sort of noise. And it did say it's loud enough to make metal bars vibrate. So, like, if they had them in, like, a zoo wow. or, like, a, I don't even know, just, like, a with bars in it, it made, like, the metal vibrate. Holy shit. Which, so, let me get this straight. So, they have basically three vocalizations. Three One mainland, is an yeah. eep. One's an eep. Yeah. One is, like, a beautiful, somber oh. song. Yeah. <laughs> and the other is just, like, a it's fucking just, like, scream. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Very good. You cover all the bases. Yeah. Like, what else is there to say? No, that's it. You said it all. So they're going to use these vocalizations to, like, identify danger, to communicate during, like, sexual readiness, um, Mm -hmm. and to, like, identify where their location is and if they can hear another one and things like that. Mm -hmm. They also, which we kind of talked about a little bit, um, can actually communicate using... <laughs> their fucking arts and crafts that they do. So, um, they have been observed twisting the saplings of like plants that they don't eat. Right? Like I talked about how they like stomp on the saplings. Yeah. And like chomp the leaves and shit. 
Well, sometimes, yeah. like, if they're not eating them and they're, like, maybe building a trail or something, they'll, like, twist them so that they can identify, like, where the trail is and, like, a junction in the trail. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So he's, like, a little hair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> um, I was going to say Harriet Tubman, which is absolutely not, absolutely not the vibe Sorry? I was going for. What are the, oh. You're talking about Hansel and Gretel? Yes! <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's actually what I was going to say, and then you stuttered Harriet Tubman at me. <laughs> I didn't quite know how to respond. Oh my god, is this weak. Wow. I'm gonna, after this podcast, I'm going to hibernate for at least 72 hours. <laughs> I have to work before you know, then, but you know, you know that thing Harriet Tubman did that she was famous. She for. twisted saplings into pentagrams. <laughs> Found her way home. Yikes. What did Harriet Tubman do? Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's a talk for another episode. <laughs> Look it up, babe. It's it's a lot. She did a lot. Is she the Underground Railroad? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I feel like this is relatable. Like she probably did have like secret entrances to her Underground Railroad you know, people. Like, this house is safe. Yeah, I think you kind of lucked out on that one. It is more relatable than probably anything else (laughs) and any other reference you could have made, but it still ain't no Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, still fucked. Okay, reproduction works with the part that you wanted to know. Um, Fuck yes. Tell me how they fuck. So sexually mature females around 6 to 7, males around 10, because as everybody knows in every single animal species, including humans, it takes the males longer to fucking mature. Um, sometimes never sometimes fucking absolutely never gestation and by sometimes i mean all the time <laughs> every okay, single continue. one of you okay gestation yep. is 15 to 16 months it's when the calf time. is originally seep seeped out can i use it there what Seepage? <laughs> no 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 that's bad that's bad that's a bad image i think of dripping I'm trying with to use seepage. seepage all right i don't think a baby drips out <laughs> this one might yeah, bye. So when the calf is first pushed forcibly out through the <laughs> fucking vagine, um, the calf is 40 to 60 kilograms or about 88 to 132 pounds. Oh, so just me. So like big. And then they're weaned at around 15 months, so they do hang around mommy a long time. And they're going to stay with her yeah. even after weaned um, up to like three or so years. They got a lot to learn to mommy. Yeah. So the birth interval for like a Sumatran is quite large because they are spending a lot of time with that um, juvenile. Mommy. So it's about like four to five years before they would be mm-hmm. able to like breed again. Okay. Um, courtship. They do have a little bit of a courtship behavior. Um, increased vocalizations with each other. They're going to like raise their tail up. They're going to piss everywhere. Um, and then yeah. increased physical contact as well. So males and females will, like, just knock into each other and, like, bump into each other, into their <laughs> own heads, and also just, like, Fucking shoving their face me. in their genitals. Yeah, uh-huh. And apparently, like, younger males can be, like, so eager and aggressive that they can actually injure or kill females during this just, like, fucking bump party. This bump and grind fest. Um, wow, that's great. Um, so that's, like, a little bit about just, like natural history of the Sumatran so um a lot of the other info is just like conservation and just kind Mm -hmm. of this crazy stuff so let's get into some of that um can I say really quick that the baby rhinos are so cute are they you sent me that scary one I didn't think that was cute at all yeah he was not cute but like 
when you see videos of baby rhinos, they're just like so fucking pumped and jazzed to be alive. Yeah. They just like buck around and it's really They do cute. buck and they're quite clumsy. Yeah, it's a good combination. Yeah. Anyway. Clumsy bucking. <laughs> That's me, baby. <laughs> That's the title, title of my sex tape. Fuck! <laughs> You're too slow, Harriet Tubman. Why are there two of us? There only needs to be one of us. We make the same fucking jokes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. I'll see. One of us has to call us out for our like fucking bullshit. <laughs> and there needs to be two sides to like, like you're pro Shrek and I'm like anti Shrek and I'm pro B. Yeah, we need to bring that to and every you're anti. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay, so the first captive birth of a uh, these notes are kind of out of order. I don't know. The first captive birth. Actually, yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you that right now. I'm gonna skip that. Okay, so conservation-wise, these guys were once very, very numerous in, like, southeastern Asia. But now there's less than mm. 80, which is mm. ki- bad, which is the, the episode. This is the 80th episode, which is why the patrons have chosen <gasps> the Sumatran rhino. Wow, a bunch of really depressing Just a one-two guys, punch. You've listened to more podcasts about us talking than there are Sumatran rhinos left on this planet. Mm. That's fucked up. Big bummer. So, uh, I don't know if you could tell, but that means they're critically endangered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have guessed. Um, and that's due to things like illegal poaching, mm-hmm. uh, habitat loss, um, yes. inbreeding depression, which is now just that there's so few of them that um, there's a really, like, reduced fitness because of the inbreeding. Oh, right, right. And then um, now there's just so few of them, they literally can't even find each other to reproduce. So basically, they're critically endangered because of humans. Yeah, like a hundred percent, like times a thousand, like that. Everything that we've done has made that happen. I mean, right, even if right. it was climate change, it still would be us. But I mean, this is like this isn't even like secondhand shit. This is like firsthand. We're just like killing it. Yes, and like the decrease in their fitness is because of us because we've decreased their population. Right, and like so, like if we didn't exist, they would be fine. I am assuming. They'd be thriving. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's real. That's um, That sucks. So poaching, obviously, is really popular. If you know anything mm-hmm. about rhinos, you know that they're very susceptible to poaching, um, which is due mm-hmm. to the rhino horn, which is very popular in traditional Chinese medicine. So just mm-hmm. for an example, the horn could get you as much as $30,000 um, a kilogram, like U.S. dollars. Wow. And a kilogram could be one to four. Or, oh my god, a horn could be one to four kilograms. Wow! So you could get a hundred and twenty thousand dollars for it for one for horn. one horn. Um, that's so fucked up. What just to like potentially not even actually really like give you like a boner? Well, here's the thing. So, um, this is popular in traditional Chinese medicine, but nowadays it's also a status symbol, so it is popular in just, like, showing how, like, rich you are. Oh, good. Um, poachers now are extremely advanced, and they are, like, working with, like, crime gangs and stuff, and they have tracking equipment. They have all the means they need, basically, to be able to kill them. Um, supposedly the most common way that they do so is to, like, tranquilize the rhino. I think it's probably easier to shoot, like one heavy trank than it would be to like kill with bullets like that would take a lot of bullets 
So they usually mm-hmm. tranquilize them and then just like cut off the horn and, and then leave. So it like wakes up and bleeds to death because they cut it um, so near the base trying to get like the entire horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are armed with guns, right? So they're not just like walking around. Um, and because the Sumatran rhino is also pretty rare, they do also use like spear traps and pit traps. So they are trying to like trap them if they can't like track them. Um, mm-hmm. But you might be thinking, like, why on earth would anyone ever do this? Or, like, you know, like, what is the point of this, right? Well, if you think about, mm-hmm. like, the people who might be living in these areas, their income is probably, like, so drastically low and, like, so yes. much lower than it even is to just, like, survive right. there um, that the opportunity to literally change their entire life around by just killing one single animal who they don't have the education enough to even know is, like, important or, like, to respect them is, like, so overwhelming. Like, they yeah. could make 120000 U.S. dollars, which probably goes, like, so much more, obviously, in, like, Southeastern mm-hmm. Asia, I think, the exchange rate. Um, that that is why, like, it drives people to do it. So it's, like, an act of desperation, right? And then it's, like, it's just something that they don't even see. Like, to them, it's just an animal. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of times, like, even if they do, it outweighs the cost of, like, them wanting to provide for their family. Right. Yeah. It's, like, kill one thing or, like, your family starves to death or, like, you know, you're in debt or something. I don't know. But, Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I think, I don't know, like, poaching is such a complex problem, and I think it's very easy for people like us who are in more of a privileged situation to be, like, just condemn it, right. like, flat out. But I think, I mean, it's there needs to be a bigger conversation, yeah. of course, because this is a lot of times the only time people have the opportunity to have, like, a livelihood that will keep them from, like, dying. Right. Yeah, there's so much and, more at play that's, like, leading people to this. Yeah. It's not like there's a bunch of, like, evil people out there. Most of the people that poach animals aren't e- inherently evil people. They just, yeah. like, don't want to die or see their children starve to right. death. But if you're, like, a big game hunter, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. Jimmy John? <laughs> Bye. Jimmy John? Fucking uh, Trump's stupid ugly son, the ugly one. I don't know. They're all ugly. Um, <laughs> yeah. He killed a bunch of shit. Put yourself in the nearest volcano. Thank Thanks. you. So, what is this horn, right? Like, why is it so popular? So, the horn is made of keratin. Which is the same type of stuff that human fingernails are made of, horse hooves, turtle beaks, and cockatoo beaks. I don't know why it just said cockatoo beaks. That's really weird that I wrote that down like that. Um, hmm. I'm assuming it's like all bird beaks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And this has been used for more than 2,000 years. So this is like ingrained in traditional Chinese medicine. This isn't just something someone made up like one day. This has been like back in the day. And it's been used to treat things like fever, um, rheumatism, gout. Uh, it's said to cure snake bites, hallucinations, typhoid, headaches, uh, vomiting, and food poisoning, as well as devil possession. So it actually <laughs> was never really used as an aphrodisiac. That's like a rumor that was, Ooh, or like maybe a mistranslation, um, but mm-hmm. it was never like said to like do that. So that's just like a Western misnomer that we have about it so this isn't oh, this is, open foot insert map yeah so is that the no way but that's like i mean that's <laughs> all of us we've all said that yeah but i said to open my foot and insert my <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even realize 
I was wondering if you were going to catch that. And then seep um, your foot out. Seep out your foot. Um, but I think that is important to note, like, that these people are literally thinking that this is going to, like, cure them of an ailment. Right. Well, and it just adds to, like, the misunderstanding. And it's just so ingrained. It's like, we go to the, I have a headache. I get Advil, where for 2,000 mm-hmm. fucking years, like, people in China use rhino horn. So, like, to them, it's not any different. Right. They think it They think it does that, and they've been told that forever. So. Right. I, yeah. And I think another, like, another thing that's, like, easy to vilify, but it's just, like, the education's not there. Well, it's a cultural difference. Yeah. Like, it's actually part of their culture yes. at that point. Um. The horn is going to be, like, shaved and then dissolved in mm-hmm. boiling water and then drunk, which is how they um, are going to, like, take partake in the medicine. Um, someone said, you know, like, this traditional medicine stuff is the same shit as, like, he said, I don't know where this quote was. It must have been on Wikipedia. Or, oh, no, I think it was on SaveRhinos.org. He said it's the same as, like, believing in prayer, voodoo, and acupuncture. Is acupuncture made up? <laughs> I thought that was, like, real. Is that fucked up, too? Fuck you, acupuncture. <laughs> Maybe it is fucked up. You don't know shit. <laughs> Maybe it is dumb. I don't know. I thought they got, like, your pressure points or something. Maybe it's not. Uh, apparently it's the same as prayer and voodoo, <laughs> you fool. Prayer, voodoo, traditional Chinese medicine, and acupuncture are all God fucking damn. made up. <laughs> I just imagine some acupuncturist is, like, that surprise Pikachu face. Like, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> What, me Maybe it's, too? like, one of those things, like, chiropractors. Like, I don't believe in chiropractors. I mean, I know they exist, I don't, but I don't... Okay. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe in chiropractors. I've never seen one. I've never seen a single fucking chiropractor. I don't know. I think no, it's bullshit. No, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I, it's one of those things that, like, once you pop, you can't stop. Like, literally. Like, and I you have to keep going back yes, forever. Yes, because I... Okay, so, like, a printer and, an, and a chiropractor in my head are the same thing. Like, once you buy a printer... All it does is, like, ask for more ink for forever, even when it has plenty of ink. And it's just, like, this fucking, like, black hole of bullshit. And that's why printers are so inexpensive. They're, like, super cheap. You can get a printer for, like, 20 bucks. Because their ink costs, like, 40 fucking dollars. And it, like, constantly just, like, uses it up and, like, dries out. And there's, like, bullshit. And chiropractors are the same way. Your first visit is probably fucking free. And then after that, they, like, break your back just a little bit. So you have to, like, constantly go back for forever. And they never (laughs) actually fix you. Why would they want to? Then you'd never come back. Man, you've been sitting on that comparison. I'm just saying. It's the same. No, I'm I'm in the same fucking boat. Like, I know people get a lot of, like, help out of it, but I think it's the thing, though, is, like, you never go, and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. It, like, really helped me, and then you never have to go back again. Yeah. And that is suspicious. I'm suspicious about it. I'm also suspicious yeah. about it, man, just, like, breaking my fucking bones. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because here's the thing. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. People are always talking about, like, maybe don't crack your bones because, like, it's probably not that great for you. Yeah. Like, literally every every yoga practice you ever go to, they're like, don't push yourself because you'll, like, crack something and that's not good. Like, you just, like, go with your limits. And they literally just, like, twist you 180 degrees until your spine yeah. fucking snaps. Like, and then what? they're like, all right, like, now you're, like, two inches taller. It's like, like saw what? three, I think. They put, like, each appendage in a box. Like, the guy's head and arms and legs were in a box. And his chest. And then each box started rotating slowly in opposite directions. That's the chiropractor. (laughs) Jigsaw, you've done it again, you motherfucker. (laughs) You fucking, you fixed my crooked hip, but you also fucked up the rest of me. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, joke's on him. That guy's probably like, oh, finally, (laughs) relief. This was the hidden treatment. (laughs) 
I've been twisted all along. Okay, so in addition to just like poaching, isolation, and habitat loss, I mean, I talked in depth a little bit about some of those things, but the habitat loss is um, largely due to illegal logging. So it's not just like population of people or like anything like that. Yeah. Um, We're like destroying, like mowing down, annihilating their habitat. Yeah. Destroy. That's the pits. Hey, guess what? That's a fucking pit. Okay. So let's talk about like the the efforts um, and kind of like how it didn't go so hot. And um, it's getting maybe better, but not really. So let's not. Okay. Let's not get too excited. Okay. So I think the first one was in London Zoo, acquired um, a male and female in 1872. Okay. The female's name was B E G U M. Begum. Yeah. And that was the one that they said, like, lived for, like, the longest. Okay. So she lived until 1900. Mm-hmm. In the 1980s, conservation organizations were like, listen, these things are fucking dying. We need to start breeding them immediately. So between mm-hmm. 1984 and 1986, they brought 40 over from Sumatra. And uh, by, like, the end of the 1990s, not a single rhino had been born at all from those 40. Mm-hmm. And um, originally, the IUCN Asian Rhino Specialist Group was like, fuck yeah, this is a good idea. And then by the mm-hmm. end of it, they said it had failed so much, they had failed to even maintain the species within acceptable rates of mortality because 20 of them died. It's like a significant oh. amount. Half. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's not good. Um, then, okay, so the, this is going poorly. And then in 2004, there was a Syrah outbreak, which is a disease caused by, like, some little fucking protozoan thing, um, mm-hmm. at a Sumatran rhino center and killed all of the captive rhinos in Malaysia, reducing mm-hmm. to the total number of captive Sumatrans to eight. Jesus. So then they're like, okay, let's send seven of these to the United States. Yeah. Let's keep one here. And then by 1997, those seven, well, those eight total, were down to three. Jeez. So the Los Angeles Zoo had one, the uh, Cincinnati Zoo, and the Bronx Zoo. Okay. But they're all spread out. What the fuck? So then they're like, okay, this is our final. This is our last chance. Let's give them all to Cincinnati. So they all were reunited Mm -hmm. at the Cincinnati Zoo. Over those years, the female was pregnant five times and each time the pregnancy was like you know uh terminated is that the right word like they didn't terminate it but like she lost it like miscarried yeah like miscarried Mm -hmm. um so all of the um pregnancies failed until the sixth time and that is due to their awesome reproductive physiologist that they have um who was doing i mean then their whole team at cincinnati um were studying their reproduction and their hormone levels and, like, why are these pregnancies failing and, like, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they realized that there was, like, this crazy thing with their, like, progesterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I write it down? Or did I just, like, ignore it? Did I write it down? I ignored it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, didn't even write it down. Anyway, she gave her some cool. kind of hormone. Basically, like, their 
their hormones were based on their breeding and then like something was fucked up so all they literally had to do was give her a hormone treatment and like add this additional hormone or more of it to her while she was already pregnant and then the calf survived that's so fucking frustrating like that's amazing that they figured that out and did it but like don't you hate when like the answer is that simple sometimes yeah well it's just fucking bonkers you're like god why don't yeah i mean Thank God it was easy, but, um, <sighs> so the healthy yes. male, the first one was born in 2001. That was the first successful Sumatran rhino birth in over 112 years. Jesus, dude. It's just crazy. Like, I don't, I just felt like that took a long okay, fucking all you time. Fucking, okay, all you fucking fuckos out there being like, oh, Zeus don't do anything. Uh, uh, they all they do is, like, kill animals and they're terrible. Can you... Read a fucking book. <laughs> Here's something. God. Yeah, what's crazy to me is it why just... did it take him so fucking long? Yeah, it took a long fucking time. But, like, when you think about it, though, like, when you actually read up about it, like you said, like, Cincinnati's been trying for a while yeah, now. Yeah, what the fuck did they do they in 1900? Like... like, why did that one live forever? And, like, what's going on? I just don't even understand Begum's what's going on. a super mom, man. She's a fucking super mom. Don't at her. That's crazy. So, anyway... So another female uh, by the same mom in 2004, and then she had another male in 2007. So yeah. in 2007, the original male calf was sent to Sumatra to take part in their breeding there. Um, and he bred and actually led to the fourth captive-born wow. um, Sumatran. Um, so despite their success, all of that is controversial, obviously, which we can, I mean, like, we're like, what the fuck, too. So, people say, like, it did aid in conservation efforts at the end. And, of course, like, the reproductive study was, like, the most important because that was, like, a breakthrough in breeding so much in rhinos. It did raise public awareness overall. People now know what that is, which they probably didn't know before, educating them. Mm-hmm. And they also did help money, help raise money because all of the organizations housing them um, who were, like, educating were obviously also raising money um, mm-hmm. to go back to conservation organizations. But some say that uh, the whole thing was a failure because the losses were too great, the program was overall too expensive, and that removing mm-hmm. them from their habitat at all, um, even if to reintroduce later, would alter their ecological role. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, I feel like if we hadn't done it, they would have died anyway, and then we did do it, and they died. So, I don't really know. Like, they, the forest yeah, is getting torn down, and they were poached. So, I feel like... We should at least try something, right? Yeah. It's like the outcome is inevitable, but it's like what you do to get there. And like a bunch died, I but I don't think it's for any like negligence reasons. But I mean, they're at least like martyrs because they were able to like study them and learn more about how to help save them in the right. future. Um, right. So uh, it's uh, as of October 2015, Harapin, who was the last male born at Cincinnati, was sent over to indonesia so um that was Mm -hmm. the last sumatran rhino in the western hemisphere jesus dude um so cincinnati does like incredible work obviously they did all of that they were um very like uh, like transparent i feel like in their efforts to breed sumatran rhinos um that's great they were very transparent in like the reason why harapin was leaving um you know like indonesia Mm -hmm. said they're no longer they would never like send any more out because there's so few now so um cincinnati is like well 100 percent, the best thing for this rhino is for him to like go and help out his species and um Mm -hmm. and over there in indonesia so um 
they even I remember when he was leaving, they were like counting down the days and shit, and people were like making specific trips to go to Cincinnati because like for a person living in the United States who maybe doesn't have like a ton of money to travel, um, this might be like the only opportunity to ever see a Sumatra rhino in real life, mm-hmm. <coughs> which is kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati still to this day um, is like financially supporting the Sumatran Rhino Sanctuary. Um, they also support rhino protection units, which are like armed guards who not only patrol the areas for poaching and check out any kind of like illegal activity, but they also, while they're out doing rounds, um, constantly are documenting any evidence they find of not only rhinos, um, but tigers and elephants as well. And are just kind of like doing some research while they're um, mm-hmm. on patrol, which is really cool. That's great. Um, so yeah, SaveTheRhino.org, Cincinnati Zoo, um, the International, whatever I said, Asian Conservation, something or other. I don't even remember. For rhinos. Um, those are all great organizations to kind of check out and support if you're interested in supporting the um, Sumatra Rhino. Um, basically, this is like the most endangered land mammal, I think, on Earth. Um, mm-hmm. They are... Potentially the largest animal that's going to go extinct in our cent- in our c- century. Yeah, in our century. Um, because, you know, we're losing small things here and there at a rapid rate, but nothing of this size has gone extinct. This will also be the first extinction um, of a full mammalian genus since the Tasmanian oh, tiger right. in 1936 because they are a genus. Right. Um, Fuck. So, that sucks so hard. That's, like, so depressing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And one of the things they've also found out with, like, all of this research and studying and all these females is that there's just something going on with these, like, female rhinos and their, like, pathology of their reproductive system. So that the longer a female Mm -hmm. goes without breeding, the higher the likelihood of her growing, like, tumors and growths on her, like, reproductive tract. And the higher the chances of her, like, uh, low breeding success rate. So it's probably like crazy hormones. Man. Yeah. So even though there's like, okay, we still have 80, maybe these rhinos haven't bred in like seven years because they haven't found a mate. So like, obviously the efforts now are let's bring all of these things that we can together in like centers, breed them and then re-release them as they get enough. Right. But like if mm-hmm, these have already mm-hmm. gone for so long without breeding at all, are they even going to be capable of doing so? Right. Um, luckily, like, the Indonesian government is, like, all aboard, and they have been helping out conservation efforts, as well as, like, um, Cincinnati Zoo, National Geographic, the Asian Rhino Specialist Group, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, like, big players involved now, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's just not looking good. I mean, I would say our lifetime yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, we'll see that sucks, go. but yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it, like, extra sucks because it's, like, 100% our fault. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Sucks. Hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's, it, like, it sounds like with all their, like, reproductive issues, too, they were already facing some, like, problems long-term. Yeah. But the fact that, like, we reduced their numbers so much meant that, like, they're not even able to recover. Right. And it probably would have been fine if they own. had, like, such high numbers, like, yeah. here and there. Like, certain females weren't breeding, yeah. and that's totally fine. But now that it's so limited, it's so obvious. 
Um, and then just right. a couple weeks ago, because this is happening, like I'm saying, in Indonesia, right? Um, so just a couple, like maybe like a week ago, like um, uh, the last Sumatran rhino in Malaysia died. So his name was like Aman, I think. Oh. Okay. So there are none. Um, oh, I'm sorry. She. Uh, yeah. So um, there's none left in Sumatra. Fuck. Okay. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> there's none left in Sumatra. There's none left in Malaysia. Right. Right. Uh, Bummer. Yeah. And she actually died from urine tumors. Oh, yeah. She, I guess she wasn't breeding enough, mm-hmm. huh? Fuck. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like ironic isn't it like the one thing that could save them is like killing them yeah it sucks um wow i'm really like bummed out yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's crazy and it's just like it's one of those things too that sucks when like you think about some of these species i mean like this is a huge species this is a huge popular species but at the same time People don't know, like, they know a white rhino, and that's all they know. Mm-hmm. So they're like, right. there's so many of those in Africa or whatever, and that's its own can of worms because yeah. there's not really. But um, they don't even know that there's rhinos over there. Like, all they think about is Africa. Right. Well, I mean, that's, like, where, like, education comes in. I feel like that's one thing that, I don't know, people who are against zoos overlook a lot of the yeah. time. It's like, how much education is really happening? It's like, well, actually a lot. Like, much more than you yeah. think. All the stuff that you know now that happens to be correct, you probably learned from zoos, either in person or by proxy. I don't know. It is frustrating. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget about... They they just kind of, like, focus on Africa because that's where a lot of the focus is. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that they, like, the animals there don't need our focus but it it does mean that everything else just kind of gets lumped in or forgotten right. um yeah i don't know i just mm, it sucks uh, and we're in a position now where it's like there's nothing we can even do we just have to like watch it happen like obviously we tried and i'm glad that we did but yeah and that um the other we can do the last thing that i like mentioned with like the with national geographic um, and, like, World Wildlife Fund and the IUCN and the International Rhino Foundation, that just started, like, as of 2018. So that's, like, just getting started where oh, they're starting to yeah. um, put them in these breeding facilities with, like, special care. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see if it's not too late. Um, right. It kind of sounds like too little too late, but I hope it's not. Yeah. It sucks. Okay. So a TLDL. <laughs> yeah hit me with that tldl is this is the sumatran rhino which is the smallest and hairiest and most vocal of the five rhino species they can uh be up to like five feet or 145 centimeters tall at the at the shoulder with reddish brown hair and two horns made of keratin on their face life expectancy is maybe about like 30 to 45 years they do have the, like, tank kind of, like, armor-looking skin with the folds in it, which is, um, I guess, like, distinct for, like, rhinos and elephants and those, mm-hmm. like, bigger animals. Um, very hairy. When they're calves, their hair is very dense, but it does get scarcer with age. They have poor vision. Uh, they're found... They once inhabited a really large 
areas in India, Bangladesh, Myanmar, China, all these different places, but now they're just found in Sumatra and Borneo, um, and still their populations are really thin, um, thinly scattered around and barely overlapping. Some of the populations are just like one or two individuals. Mm-hmm. So they are solitary in behavior, but they will kind of like patrol a certain range um, with scent marking. They love mud wallows and um, constantly spend um, somewhere up to 166 minutes a day in a mud wallow. There are no really um, natural predators other than humans from poaching. Um, they are mainly folivores, which they're going to be eating fruits or fruits. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> They're going to be eating (laughs) leaves, saplings, twigs, things like that. And they can consume up to 50 kilograms or 110 pounds a day. Um, Mm -hmm. They use a lot of different vocalizations to communicate, including eeps, whales, and whistle blows. They are sexually mature between like 6 and 7 for females and 10 to males. And they do stay with their mom for like 3 or so years. So females reproduce usually every like 4 to 5 years. They do have some courtship behaviors like increased vocalization um, and kind of like rubbing up on each other. And then conservation-wise, they are a critically endangered species with around 80 individuals left. Um, And that is due to things like poaching, Mm -hmm. habitat loss, inbreeding depression, and just general low numbers um, and being so spread thin. Their horn is used in traditional Chinese medicine, but surprisingly not um, for any kind of aphrodisiac, but for things like snake bites, rheumatism, fever, typhoid, headaches, vomiting, food poisoning, etc. We're also doing a lot of illegal, not we, I'm not, I'm not, um, but people are doing a lot of illegal logging in those areas (laughs) as well, um, as well as legal, I mean Mm -hmm. legal habitat loss and legal logging. Uh, we did try to save them by bringing them to the United States in, um, in zoos. It didn't work out that great. Um, but Cincinnati Zoo had a breakthrough in the past couple years um, and had about, I think it was three, yeah, three total, uh, I almost said hatched out, born here in the United States and then sending those generations <laughs> over to um, Indonesia and like, <laughs> I just can't stop saying Indonesia. <laughs> Indonesia yeah, um, yeah, dude. and letting them breed there. Um, do, 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 do. So yeah, there's not much to say other than this sucks. This might be the largest, um, most endangered land mammal on earth. It'll be the first extinction of a mammalian genus since 1936. And there are, of course, still conservation efforts happening to this day. Um, with a lot of bringing all of the rhinos together and breeding facilities and seeing what they can do, including um, with the help and support of the Indonesian government, which is really awesome. But uh, I am pessimistically optimistic. (laughs) Ditto. That is all. That's good. Thanks. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I didn't really either. Uh, rhinos are not my favorite animal, but um, it was interesting and depressing to read about. So it definitely great. Thanks, was. Guys. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, but I love this little Blair Witch babe. I think. Um, I think Fuck yeah, to live. I agree. I <laughs> if anybody asked me, uh, I'd say this yeah. This babe can open sure. up an Etsy shop. They matter. Yeah. They matter. I'm sure they're like shitting out so many plants. They're like replanting the rainforest, Honestly. basically. 
Like, he's got to be a keystone species. I mean, the amount of stuff yeah. he's shitting in. And, like, making mud wallows for other animals That's, to use. You can't. Yeah. What a pal. Money can't buy you a mud wallow. But this rhino can make it for he's you. He's making all those trails. Yeah. Everybody's going to use those trails. Hell yeah. Fantastic. Badass. So thank you, everybody, for joining us in this episode this week of Keeper Chat. Um, here's our plug of all of our <laughs> things. You can contact us on Gmail at keeperchat at gmail.com. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or just follow us on those social medias. We do also have a website, keeperchatpodcast.com, where you can find our P.O. box. You can check out how much money we donate to conservation. There is a running total. It's up to 900 and, like, what did I say, like 90 I don't even know. Um, Every time we donate to conservation, that number will go up. Thank you for your support of our podcast. If you want to support us more um, than just by listening and sharing our social media, you can always check out patreon.com slash keeper chat. You get access to over 13 hours of bonus content, including let's plays, movie reviews, me singing that like urgent emergency song. Oh yeah. I like had a flashback the other day. God, I can't (laughs) sing. Um, and you get access to the Discord, which, if you're not aware, is like a um, like an instant messaging kind of like texting kind of thing, um, which is really fun. We have a lot of fun in there, making like really good friends, which is awesome. Um, you also, if you're not interested in Patreon, which would be like a monthly subscription, you can also just do a one-time donation to us through PayPal, um, which you can find on our website, which we would uh, really awesome um, and would really appreciate mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I think that's it. You can find out all the stuff we do, like, on our Patreon. We donate to conservation, give out conservation gifts. Um, Rate and review us on iTunes. For every rating and review that we get, we donate $5 to conservation. So we calculate those once a month and send them out um, to different organizations based on uh, what our patrons choose. And, yeah, our patrons dictate all these episodes, including this one, the Sumatran Rhino. So um, thank a patron or um, join if you have a suggestion for an episode. That's it. Nice job. I'm dry. <laughs> <Fucking> dry <as laughs> <a> desert. <laughs> My mouth is dry. I need seepage immediately. Oh, yeah. Big yuck energy. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Smell you later. Peace out, Bye. clowns. <laughs>